It's the Bradfield Weather Podcast, underwritten by Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury, a full-service family-run flooring company, and by McAllen Construction Company. McAllen Construction, from the first dig to the last nail. I am Dan Lavallo. He is meteorologist Brad Field. We are putting this podcast together on April Fool's Day, April 1st, 2021. But Brad, there's no fooling around as far as the weather is concerned. (laughs) Dan, you know, I was suckered in this morning by uh, an April Fool's prank. Um, Something on Instagram called Boston Sports Co. They had breaking news from Adam Schefter that the Patriots had traded their first-round draft pick and got Jimmy Garoppolo and all that stuff. And I'm falling for it, hook, line, and sinker. It never even occurred to me that today was April Fool's Day. So I text my uh, oldest son. I text my youngest son. I text my wife. And then I had to uh, put out uh, about five or ten minutes later, caution, today is April Fool's Day. But uh, So I've been... I've been taken for a ride already dan so uh, <laughs> hopefully you hopefully you are uh, better off than me today well i'll tell but, you what uh, i'll tell you what i do remember though and this was no fooling around either as far as an april fool's joke but on april 1st 1997 i remember us getting a significant snowstorm and i'm sure you remember that snowstorm 24 years ago as well yes dan it was a crushing snowstorm because you know, that you get to around April 1st and things start to bud and, uh, you know, you start to get some slight foliation uh, starting to occur and so forth. And that was a particularly heavy, wet snow. And I remember the road uh, between Simsbury, Connecticut and Granby, Connecticut called Simsbury Road. There was tremendous tree damage. You have to get to just about the right elevation where that the air temperature is 32 or 33, and it's the heavy, wet snow that clings to the branches and accrues and uh, just causes so much weight that uh, I remember, Dan, even years later when I would drive that road frequently when I was going to work, um, just the tremendous tree damage. And it's it's funny, too. um, You know, you go back uh, years now. It's got to be at least... uh, seven years, six or seven years, but the tornado that went through Sturbridge, um, wherever I go uh, up toward the Mass Pike, I'm always still fascinated to see that years later, you know, nature tries to repair herself, but years later, you can still see the tornado scar uh, right across the right across the highway, which would be 84, just before you get to the uh, Mass Pike. So, uh, yeah, I, I remember I remember that snowstorm vividly, Dan. And then there was another one, um, I think it was around April 8th, I want to say, something like that. But it was in 1982, uh, another very significant April snowstorm. But I will say to our uh, listeners this morning that I do not see any such uh, return of anything like that, uh, in, in certainly in this forecast. Well, that's, uh, I think, good news and a perfect segue to take a look back, first of all. I know you've put some figures together as far as March was concerned, so what can you tell us about that? Well, Dan, the first three weeks of March, we were on course to have a below-average month. 
But then the last week of March was just plain warm. We had a high temperature reading on uh, the 26th of, of March of 77 degrees, Dan, and that broke a record. The record was 74 set back in 1922. I was just a very, very young man at the time. <laughs> uh, 74 back in 1922. And the coldest uh, temperature, Dan, was 13 degrees on the 2nd. But when you averaged in that last warm week of March, all of a sudden, we went from a below-average month to a month that averaged 3 degrees above normal per day. The... Uh, the uh, temperature was uh, supposed to be uh, 37.8 degrees on a daily basis when you average it out, but it averaged out to be 40.9 degrees. So we had that uh, 3.1 degree above average temperature reading for the month of March. Now, in terms of rainfall, um, we, were, we were a little short. Uh, we've been getting some rain lately. Uh, last night's rain, again, we're, we're uh, taping this podcast on Thursday, April 1st, but last night's rain was not as significant as I thought it would be. Uh, only around a quarter to a half an inch of rain, and I was expecting almost double that, maybe a half inch to an inch of rain. So uh, for the month with that 2.5-inch rainfall, the uh, average is 3.62, so we had a 1.12-inch rainfall deficit. And as far as snow goes, we only had a tenth of an inch, so just a slight coating of snow in the entire month of March. Um, 6.4 inches is what's normal during the month of March. And, Dan, back in 1956, we had the snowiest March on record with 43.3 inches of snow uh, in the month of March. And then, of course, there was that... Uh, great blizzard of 1888 that was written about um and uh middletown had something like 50 inches of snow from that particular storm so we kind of we weaseled our way through march kind of um kind of unscathed one thing i will say though dan is that there's been a lot of tree and branch damage a very, very windy month uh, when you review March of 2021. Nine times, nine, nine different days, the wind gusted over 40 miles per hour, including a gust to 57 miles per hour on March 2nd and a gust to 54 miles per hour on March 14th. So uh, a very windy month. And as we transition now into April, Dan, 54 should be the normal high temperature on this date, April 1st, 54, and the normal low temperature reading uh, on this date should be 33. And uh, just to give the folks a little bit of an idea how uh, the, the, the days lengthen, the solar angle steepens, and the temperatures warm, by mid-April, we should be in the mid-60s on a daily basis with a nightly low of around 40. And by the time we hit mid-May, the last month of meteorological spring, the average high is 70, 71, something like that on a daily basis. And the average low is in the upper 40s. Uh, just a, a, a personal preference, I just really enjoy uh, the month of, of May. Uh, why do you like May? Well, because I, I love... I think it's the old thirsty Yankee in me, Dan, that's coming out here a little bit. 
uh, the, the, the month is uh, comfortable enough that you don't need to really most of the time to put on your heat. And you're certainly most of the time don't need to put on your air conditioning. And the same thing happens uh, in later September and October, uh, just kind of going in the reverse order, though. You don't need the air conditioning anymore. You can open the windows and get the fresh air in the house or whatever. But it's still kind of too warm to turn on the heat. So I just love those those comfortable comfortable type days where the uh, temperature, say, is in the 70s at night, uh, uh, during the day, and in the 50s uh, overnight. So it's it's comfortable for sleeping, it's beautiful for activities outside, and you're not uh, profusely sweating, usually, with uh, average temperatures in the 70s. Then you start getting into the summer. I, uh, 90 is not my preference, Dan. 90 on a daily basis, you can have it. Uh, I'd rather have 75. I want to take a moment to talk about one of our underwriters for the Bradfield Weather Podcast, McAllen Construction of Prospect, Connecticut, a full-service construction company. And when I say service, McAllen Construction services the entire state. McAllen Construction is licensed as a major contractor, New Home Construction Contractor, Plumbing and Piping Limited P7, Home Improvement Contractor, and Subsurface Sewage Installer, plus Utility, Carpentry, Excavation, and Snow Removal for residents, commercial businesses, and state and local governments. McAllen Construction is a woman-owned small minority business, licensed with the state of Connecticut and insured. Call McAllen Construction today at 203-758-3474. That's 203-758-3474. Or for more information, you can go online, McAllenConstructionCT.com. McAllenConstructionCT.com. From utility construction, residential and commercial building projects, site work, water and sewer repairs, and installation, plus much, much more. It's McAllen Construction, from the first dig to the last nail. Brad, uh, as long as we're talking about April, uh, this is going to enable us, because so many weather happenings actually take place in April, uh, in future podcasts, to talk about uh, some of those uh, happenings in April. Right, Dan. We've got uh, quite a list of things that we will be discussing in our upcoming podcast, so you're going to want to stay tuned for that. Uh, why do we have April showers? There is a very, uh, you will understand quite easily when I explain in a future podcast why we get April showers and why they are so frequent. Um, why does it not rain uh, every day in January, but in April you can get maybe 20 out of the, the 30 days in April, you get some form of precipitation. Why is that? So we'll discuss that. Something very important um, as we head into the spring and especially the summer, the Connecticut shoreline is much, much more comfortable than the interior of Connecticut, and it comes down to sea breeze. Why do we have a sea breeze? How do sea breezes form? We will discuss that in an upcoming uh, podcast. And also, Dan, this is uh, the most important thing of all. We are entering into severe weather season where the ground heats up 
and gets very warm, sometimes even hot when you move into the month of May, especially, and June. So you, you we're in severe weather season. The, the ground heats up, but the upper air is still cold. That creates a very unstable, uh, what we call lapse rate in the, in the atmosphere as you move vertically through the atmosphere. And you can get uh, severe thunderstorms. You can get uh, tornadoes sometimes. Uh, you can get the formation of hailstones. So we'll discuss how hailstones form. We'll discuss the criterion for watches and warnings. And uh, I'll just tell you this, that a warning is worse than a watch. A watch means that the conditions are ripe for something to develop. Like, let's say we're talking thunderstorms. The conditions are uh, ripe. The players are on the floor, if you will, that if everything comes together, you could get a thunderstorm and a severe one. A warning means that a severe thunderstorm is in progress, imminent, and or being tracked and coming into your area. So uh, a watch means just that. Watch. Keep your eye on the situation. A warning means, hey, red alert here, it's happening. Okay, now speaking of what's happening, uh, let's take a look at our On the Weather Map segment. What does that weather map look like? Well, uh, we're, we're kind of looking at, uh, I think, very possibly, Dan, and we talked about this on a podcast maybe four or five weeks ago, that as we entered into April, we would see kind of a pattern flip, and I'm still seeing that. So what I'm going to do here is call this, um, it might be a, a, a dumb thing of me to do, but I've done some before. This could very possibly be winter's last gasp, what we're going to see in the next couple of days. We've got a, a low off the main coast and a northerly flow, so no question about it. Today is going to be chilly. I mean, today is only going to be in the mid-40s, and as I told you uh, earlier in this podcast, we should be in the mid-50s this time of year. Now, tomorrow is going to be the coldest day of all. Uh, in the Hartford, Windsor Locks area, the high temperature tomorrow is projected to be 40. Again, the, the average should be up into the mid-50s. So tomorrow in Hartford and Windsor Locks, the highest pro, uh, prognosticated to be 40. Dan, out in Torrington, where you are, may not even get uh, above 38 or 39 degrees. So, you know, you've got an April day when the temperature stays in the 30s. That's a cold day. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at that, too, uh, cold weather uh, for Friday. Saturday is kind of the transitional day, and then Easter Sunday it starts getting better. So let's go back to the On the Weather Map segment. We've got the low on the main coast with a nor northerly flow, that's happening right now, Dan, and the wind is going to be busy tonight. Uh, this evening, we're going to be watching the low departing main and advancing high pressure from the Great Lakes. Counterclockwise around the low, clockwise around the high, gives us a northerly flow, and we're cold. The, uh, the temperature in the morning of April 2nd should be around 32, 33 for the normal low. I think we're going to be around 25 or 26, so it's a cold night. Now, for Friday, the high is placed over Michigan, northerly flow, chilly, but with high pressure, we still have a, a, a nice day, lots of sun. Saturday, that high moves to the West Virginia, Virginia border, much less in the way of wind. 
temperatures seasonable on Saturday. I talked about the cold weather today, the cold weather Friday, kind of transitioning on Saturday. And by Sunday, we've got high pressure near Atlanta. We start getting into a west and southwest flow of wind coming around the high. And I, I see us warming up, uh, temperatures moving um, well up into the 50s on Easter Sunday. Uh, so maybe a couple of degrees above average by uh, Easter Sunday. And then uh, next week looks pretty mild. We'll talk about that in a moment. But Monday, we're looking at a, uh, a strong low in the western Atlantic, but it's far enough at sea I don't think it's going to bother us. So except for... Uh, a, a briskening of the wind. Uh, we're going to see a northerly flow on Monday again, so fairly windy conditions. On Tuesday, we'll see low pressure in Wisconsin uh, moving east with a warm front approaching Pennsylvania. Still won't be here on Tuesday. And then by Wednesday, that low in Wisconsin should be near Buffalo, and a warm front should be up to around the New York City area. So what I'm seeing uh, on uh, Wednesday is the warm front close enough by to Connecticut to be producing some showers. So uh, other than today, with uh, maybe a leftover sprinkle or, or a light rain shower from that departing low off of Maine, I do not see any precipitation on Friday or Saturday, or Sunday, or Monday, or Tuesday. So we've got a nice dry stretch coming up. But then by Wednesday, we start going into uh, that April shower uh, type situation. I want to talk a bit about action carpet and floor covering, one of our underwriters for the Bradfield Weather Podcast. It's that time of year when perhaps you're looking at remodeling your home and you want new floors or maybe new tile in the bathroom. The place to go is Action Carpet and Floor Covering in Simsbury. Founded in 1993 by Kevin Blake, Action Carpet and Floor Covering serves both residential and commercial customers. They offer brand name floor covering products in vinyl, laminate, hardwood, carpet, area rugs and tile, plus backsplash. Yes, it is time to think about remodeling the home for spring. And that's where Action Carpet and Floor Covering comes in. By the way, free estimates on all installations from Action Carpet and Floor Covering. Free quotes are offered for insurance estimates, high pressure or hot water extraction, stripping and waxing of floors, upholstery cleaning, restoration, area rug cleaning, and much, much more. Action Carpet and Floor Covering wants their customers to be beyond satisfied. They want to be considered their customers' one and only floor covering company. Call Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury today at 860-651-8406, 860-651-8406, or go online at action-carpet.com, action-carpet.com. Action Carpet and Floor Covering, a full-service flooring company. Well, Brad, look into your crystal ball. I mean, you're talking about maybe a change in the weather pattern. What does the crystal ball section look like? Well, um, the cold weekend, Dan, uh, today, Thursday, April 1st, high of about 45. Uh, Friday, a high of about 40. Saturday, uh, let's say a high of about 48, something like that. And with the normal up into the mid-50s, you can see that the next three days are going to be cold. 
But then we start to transition by Easter Sunday, high is around 57. Monday, the high is around 59. Uh, Tuesday, the high is around 60. Wednesday, the high is around 54. Why does it cool down on Wednesday? Well, it's due to cloud cover with the warm front off to our south near New York City. So we are still north of the warm front. We've got cloud cover. So the lack of sunshine is going to keep it a little bit more uh, cool on Wednesday. So we'll call it seasonable on Wednesday. But then when we're back to more sun, uh, it's up near 60 again Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So not overly warm next week, but slightly above average, Dan, uh, with the average being 55, 56, 57 as we go through the week next week, the average will be warming. So we're saying near or slightly above average temperatures coming up for next week, the week of April 5th. Uh, the configuration of the jet uh, by the end of next week, let's say uh, we're going into next weekend, uh, Friday, April 9th, Saturday, April 10th, we're going to see uh, troughing out around Seattle, Washington, and Portland, Oregon, and so forth. But we're going to see a big ridge pumping up uh, just east of the Rockies and up into central sections of Canada. And then we've got the uh, an upper-level low sitting over the Canada Maritimes, uh, just to the north of Nova Scotia. So the jet is going to be roughly, I think, right through New England. So that's why, even though we're slightly above average next week, we're not way above average. We've got to wait till that uh, jet lifts off to the north. Now, as we look out further, I looked at the uh, European model and the upper-level configurations out at uh, 240 hours. And then I looked at the Canadian uh, model with upper-level configurations that go out as far as uh, May 1st, Dan. And what I'm seeing the week of April 2nd is an upper-level low off Atlantic City. Now, uh, I'm, I'm not looking for a big storm, but what does that upper-level low mean? It means that there's a pool of colder-than-average air for the time of year at that level of the atmosphere and in that place. So we've got colder-than-average air uh, sitting over the northeastern United States. Again, the center of the upper-level low looks like it'll be off uh, Atlantic City. That's the week of uh, Monday, April 12th. And that means it's going to be a cooler week. And we could end up with what I like to refer to as destructive sunshine. Now, you've got the cold air aloft and you've got a chilly morning. So all is well with the atmosphere. The lapse rate is stable. But as the sun comes out and starts warming the ground up, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 in the morning, the ground keeps getting warmer and warmer, but the cold air aloft is still there. So you've got a uh, what's called a uh, unstable environment starting to set up with an unstable lapse rate, and that means that there's warm air at the ground and cold air aloft, and that is the perfect recipe for these April showers to start to pop. So that week of April 12th, uh, Monday, April 12th, I would advise, even if it's bright and sunny in the morning, bring your umbrella uh, off to work or school, uh, because when you're coming home in the afternoon, you're re you could be in the middle of these April showers. I guess there's a reason they say April showers bring May flowers, right? 
That's right, because by May, the upper levels of the atmosphere, Dan, start to warm. There's a lag time. Um, obviously, and we've, we've gone over this before, obviously, if you've got a 90-degree day in April, you're not going to run down to the ocean and dive in because the, the waters are still really cold because it takes a long time for the sun to warm up the ocean so that you get the warmest ocean temperatures in late August and into early part of September. You've got the warmest ocean waters. It's the same thing in the upper atmosphere. It takes a long time to lose the grip of winter. So even though on the surface here where we live, it, it's milder as you get into late March and it's milder as you get into April, the upper atmosphere is still cold. But then once we start rolling into May, Dan, the upper atmosphere is warmer and the surface is, is, is warmer, but the lapse rate is more stable. So you have a more stable environment and you're less likely to get these April showers. The, the caveat would be if one of these upper level lows comes along and puts cold air in the upper atmosphere over you, uh, that's the recipe in May. Uh, for those big, severe thunderstorms. And with the cold air aloft, that's how we get the hailstones to form. So uh, there's a lot of stuff that we can talk about as we move through the spring. Well, you know, before we wrap things up with the forecast, uh, Susan and I were visiting family in South Car- in North Carolina, about uh, 20 minutes from the South Carolina border, so near Myrtle Beach. And the the people down there were telling us, including uh, her family, that uh, it's been an unseasonably colder than normal winter. And uh, people still weren't even going into the Atlantic Ocean. Very few were going into the Atlantic Ocean because the water was so cold. And we're talking about near the North Carolina-South Carolina border, Brett. Yeah, there uh the, the one thing that we didn't see much evidence of this winter, Dan, was the, uh, the southeast ridge, which has been a player in the last uh, few winters. And, and that's actually kept us, uh, you know, rather snowless around here in the, the, the previous couple of winters because there's just been too much warm air in the southeastern United States. Not saying that it would, would come over us, it, it, but, it, but it was there and available and frequently did move up the coast and come into uh, our region. But that ridge was kind of lacking this year. And yes, uh, I, I have the same uh, experience with talking with some of my relatives in Florida uh, that uh, it was really cold for them as, as well this past winter. Well, as we uh, put a wrap on our podcast, and again, we're putting this together on April the 1st, what does our forecast look like? Well, as we go on through this afternoon, um, hopefully they're, they're going to be playing ball up at Fenway. I, I uh, think that there might be some uh, sprinkles around, Dan, um, temperatures in the 40s with an increasing northwest wind, so certainly not the, the most pleasant of days. But uh, it's going to be cold overnight tonight with clearing sky, temperature between 25 and 30. And again, it should be about 33 for the overnight low uh, as you move into the morning of April 2nd. For Friday, it looks like uh, mostly sunny, breezy, and chilly conditions. Again, only 38 to 44, where the uh, normal high temperature for April 2nd is 54. Saturday looks more seasonable, less wind, sunny, 48 to 54. It'll be near freezing Saturday night, 
Now, if you go into a sunrise service on Easter Sunday morning, the high, uh, the uh, sunrise is around 627. It depends on exactly what city or town you're in in Connecticut for the exact minute, but it's, it's right around 627. It'll be a partly sunny day on Easter Sunday, so a nice day. Temperatures will be in the 50s. Monday looks mostly sunny and breezy. Uh, temperatures in the 50s on Monday. Uh, Tuesday looks like uh, the nicest day coming up in the next several. It'll be mostly sunny, temperature between 58 and 64. And Wednesday, with that, uh, with that front down near uh, New York City, uh, we're going to see the chance of showers as we're still on the cooler side of the front, and temperatures Wednesday in the 50s. Okay. Well, on that note, Brad, we always like to thank our first responders for all that they do on the front line during our pandemic. Thank you uh, so much. And uh, to uh, you and Sandy and our podcast audience, not only have a, a great weekend, but a happy Easter. Thank you so much, Dan. And I hope you and Susan enjoy the weekend and the holiday as well. Thanks, Brad. The Bradfield Weather Podcast has been underwritten by McAllen Construction Company. McAllen Construction, from the first dig to the last nail. And by Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury, a full-service, family-run flooring company.